Hello everyone, I am Alien in Bohemia. And I am Mikey. And we are two immigrants living in Prague, and this is our podcast called Aliens of Prague. Where we bring Prague expats as our guests. Listen to their stories about how they came to Prague, why Prague, and what it is like to live in Prague as an outsider. We will go on tangents, we'll dive into absurd stories, dig up personal experiences, bring up Prague's hidden beauties, and other whatnots. If you are an expat living in Prague, you should listen to this podcast. If you are Czech, and want to know more about the expats living in Prague, you can listen to this podcast. Or if you know any expat, you can send this podcast to them. Aliens of Prague is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Visit our Facebook page, Aliens of Prague, for more information. You can send us voice clips or texts about your experience living in Prague on Facebook or email us at aliensofprague at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please give us an appropriate review. It will encourage us a lot. We hope you will enjoy listening to this podcast as much as we enjoy making it. In this episode, we sat down with Mark Cram. He's a comedian from Florida. Actually, he's an actor from Florida. He has a very interesting story to, to tell, so we'll leave it up to you. Hope you'll enjoy. I was with a with lady friend, and uh, it was after your show on Sunday, on some, some Sunday. And she farted. No, she didn't fart. It. Oh. So what happened was uh, Doris was next to me and the lady was uh, on my left and we were talking and we were talking oh. about like uh, whatever. Things are going well. No, it's not like that. But oh. she, she, we just met and then suddenly I could feel there's a hot fume on my right. Oh. Like she was sitting next to me, Doris. It was and one then, of those. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Jet stream. Yeah, jet, <laughs> and then I could feel like the hotness is on my, oh. on my thigh and then it's going up. <laughs> And then and you've got hearts in your eyes, you're having a great conversation, and then spicy. all of a sudden, the it's spice. Spicy. It's spicy, and then uh, I was too embarrassed to tell that, like, it was not me, it was the oh, dog. Oh, and you let her think it was you. I did not, I was like, you're okay, <laughs> let's go up then. Sure, just blame it on the dog. Awkward situation. This, this is what she's there for you, I mean, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she appreciates you, you know, taking the hit for her, but... Oh, God. <laughs> But usually it's her taking the hit for you. I guess you just didn't want to impress that girl I'll that much. I mean, what I'm like, I don't need to impress people. <laughs> Until you feel that hot breath on your arm and then realize it's Doris not is, breath. Of course it's not breath. How, Doris is probably the most famous dog in you this think? hood. Yeah. Everybody knows Doris. Yeah. yeah. She's a bar dog. She's, yeah. she's, she works a room really well. Uh, yeah, she does. She just goes around and then just goes around, kinda, like, sucks it up from everybody. Remember on the lo- la- last tea house, we—I uh, mean, one night I was outside smoking, and you came out, and then I saw Doris uh, chugging beer. <laughs> I guess yeah. there was a like cup, and then yeah. So if you me. leave your beer on the floor, she'll she'll have it. Uh, one night at uh, Evo's, she she had a beer and a half, and and then she was just kind of standing there, staring at a corner. And just kind of slowly rocking back and forth. Oh, come on, dude. There was another one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. she's well, Dogs like disgusting stuff. and Probably. Mm. I was watching Mad Men, and then the... the have you seen Mad Men? Mm. Yeah, I watched the whole brain series. Just yeah. really good. And, 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 yeah. and there was this woman who came at... Like, I don't remember the, remember the season, but like she, she told everyone that like, dog food is made of horse meat. Is um, it true? Really? It can be. I guess. I don't know. I, guess, I mean, I guess. there's that horse meat scandal with like uh, things being labeled. Yeah. Yeah, and things being la- labeled as beef, but they were horse meat. Yeah, it actually came from Romania, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Romanian horse. Yeah, well, I have no problem with eating horse. I mean, I've, I've eaten horse in Amsterdam. 
Uh, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty common. I, I, I think the, the issue was because people thought we're buying beef and they were actually... Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a problem. But, like, yeah, I mean, the idea of it being horse meat, like, triggers a lot of people's, you know, uh, disgust I, reflexes and stuff. But I'm okay with it. I think the thing just comes down to horses have names and cows have numbers. Uh, and it's okay to eat things that have numbers, but if things have names, uh, there's, you know, it's more personal, like... Doris, you know, you, 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 we're probably not going to eat Doris, but I bet, bet she'd be delicious. You know, yeah. Look at that look at cutlet that. on the back leg there. Why are we talking with, my God, we're talking with Mark Crumb. Oh, the cheeks. Mm. People, people keep making fun of me because I have cats and they, they all say, oh, but your cats would not hesitate to eat you. And I mean, I'm, I'm fine sure. with it. If I, if I die and they yeah. have to survive, I mean, I've had, yeah, that'll be the last good thing I ever do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> provide sustenance to my cats as my carcass slowly rots and I become more and more delicious to them. <laughs> look at him, look at him describing stuff. Do you remember you told me about a plan where you're going to read about the manuals or something? Like we were talking about podcast mm. and you were telling me I'm going to take a manual and slowly read it out. Oh, that. Uh, it's cram time. Cram time. I, I've been recording that with uh, Aneta Kobanova. So what what is the podcast about? Well, it's... Uh, uh, we did it over at AAU, uh, and just and we've only done two two installments of mm-hmm. it, uh, and it's difficult to do because there's a lot of editing involved. Um, but basically, uh, you put on some smooth music, uh, and it's uh, the time where I read bedtime stories for ladies. Um, Give us a shot. Get all, I'm sure there get are all ladies. tucked up into bed. And, I'm sure there are ladies uh, listening to get it. ready for today's topic: uh, the sensor five six zero five C. Electric toaster instruction manual. Um, and I just start reading the instruction manual. And after it goes on for a while with the music and like you start, you start maybe going into a dream state. Um, I uh, slyly tuck in uh, little bits from erotic novels such as uh, <laughs> uh, Georg Bataille's uh, The Story of the Eye. Um, where you have a, a woman sitting in a saucer of milk and uh, or a man cracking an egg over her buttocks, uh, uh, things like that. I, ha- I have but been reading. I have been reading the wrong novels. Yeah. <laughs> cracking an egg on somebody's buttocks. <laughs> Something pretty it's, new. That's French. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they, they were the original uh, sploshers. Uh, splosh. Splosh porn, you know, like you know about splosh parties. I have no idea what's no. Pl- what's a splosh party. Uh, well, this is something uh, I've been living under a rock. Sorry, you do yeah, it. yeah. You're reading the wrong book. You're li- living in the wrong places. What's when happening? I lived in Atlanta in the '90s, I worked with this uh, uh, this gay guy uh, who was who's into sploshing, uh, and he had all these magazines. Uh, and what they do is have parties where they you know bring a uh, a big pot of baked beans or pancakes or uh, or a nice pretty pink cake um, and people just will come and sit in the uh, uh, the beans and kind of scrooge around in them uh, rub them all over their bodies uh, people pour maple syrup all over people and uh, you just get naked and covered in food and stuff and the they say the idea is that at the end of the night everyone will have eaten Laughed and come. Whew! <laughs> 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 oh god. So I have no personal experience with this, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. Right. Sploshing. It's a bookish, bookish knowledge, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for you, for those of you with book knowledge, 
there was um there was an article I was reading a few a few days ago. It was about aphrodisiacs, by the way. Speaking of the you know, Mark, you're an aphrodisiac, by the way. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you came to my show and got lucky. Oh. <laughs> So yes. people who are listening and who is looking for aphrodisiac, Mark is one. Mark is one. here all night. Yes. <laughs> um, but I only work for other people. I'm, I'm not an aphrodisiac myself. It's okay. It's I don't have that, that effect on myself. When you have too much power, you just can't use it on, on your own. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to use great responsibility. Yeah. With great aphrodisiacs come great <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> but I, the thing is, because I, I, uh, I was reading about this, and I mean, Pretty much everyone was saying, I mean, obviously it's not actually the ingredients in the aphrodisiacs, but rather the presentation. And apparently sex and uh, sex and food really are connected. Uh-huh. And yeah, so this is, I mean, the, those parties seem to have figured it out early on. <laughs> <laughs> and who knew beans were an aphrodisiac? Yeah. <coughs> what, what, what are supposed to be like oysters? Uh, chocolate. Cho- chocolate, yeah. Yeah. Garlic? I'm sorry. Did you say garlic? <laughs> yeah. Is that I true? I don't know. I don't know. I fucking love garlic, but I don't feel like fucking afterwards. So. <laughs> you kind of want to stay away. Yeah, I mean, where's this podcast going today? Um, oh, in, a, in the right sploosh. direction. Sploosh. <laughs> Splashing. Splash, sorry. Sponsored by Little. <laughs> little beans? I just went to Little yesterday. Hey, is it true that like everybody's buying everything from supermarket? Uh... uh is that true? Yeah. I mean, you went to supermarket. Was it empty or anything? Or oh, like no, no. All right, all right. You mean because of coronavirus? Yes. I mean, you probably can't find uh, masks right now, but uh-huh. I mean, I don't see anybody wearing them around Prague. It's kind of difficult. Like, when, I'm, when I'm in the metro or tram, if somebody sneezes, yeah. everybody's looking at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sneezes, coughs, or I something. Have, I have chronic rhinitis. I've had it for 20 years, and I cough a lot. God, you've me too. Probably, you've probably noticed, and yeah. it, I, I, I love how it, start, it started freaking people yeah, out in recent, nice in recent troll, days. And troll people. Yeah. Just get on the metro, save it up, get a wet hacking cough. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Just like, wipe it off from your <laughs> oh, oh, you are good. Uh, With a sample. Uh, oh... <laughs> you um, to our to our listeners, you, uh, we're really sorry. You can't see you can't see him right now because yeah, it's not uh, transferable through audios. I guess <laughs> yeah, so we're safe. Oh, it is. It is. <gasps> yawning, yawning is contagious, though. Mm-hmm. And now that I've mentioned yawning, yeah, now I'm, oh, fuck. <laughs> sorry. Here we go. It is time for sleep now. Uh, go to sleep. Go Mark, to where, sleep. where where are you from? Uh, Florida. Um, oh, that explains a lot, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yep. I'm covered in tattoos. I hold up convenience stores with alligators. I, uh, I, kill, my, uh, I, I kill my family because God told me to. Uh, Ooh, um, self-deprecation. What are the on. other stories? Yeah. Oh, we can, we, we can just go on Florida Man on Reddit and read them, so. Yeah, mm. chock full of Florida it. Florida get a bad reputation in America, do, do they? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I like, mean, it's it's unfounded though. I mean, it's the um, you know, we were talking before. It's the uh, the sunshine laws in Florida um, that the newspapers are encouraged to um, to put out every crime story uh, or all all crime stories are sent to the the newspapers for publication uh, as an added deterrent to not do crimes. Um, 
And because this law is in Florida and no other place, really, why, uh, why it seems Florida? like Florida's full of crazy people. Why, why Florida? What? Why was I born there? No, no, no. Why Florida has the sunshine law? Do you have any idea? Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's part of the three strikes you're out, like uh, 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 zero tolerance type. Uh, attitude towards crimes like the tougher we are on crimes the less crimes there will be um, that worked wonderfully didn't it well yeah <laughs> war against crime but, uh, really the success is uh, Florida's reputation for being home of Florida man now <laughs> <laughs> but there's also there's also a very high po- very you know very high population of uh, of uh, retired people yep. in Florida which I would assume also contributes to contributes to a lot of stories because, frankly, old old people stop giving a fuck, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know about this place called the Villages? Um, no. It's uh, the largest retirement community in the world. It's like this huge complex of uh, retirement uh, retirement homes, townhouses. Uh, um, nobody there. I I, I, don't, I I think you're you have to be fifty five to uh, purchase property there. Um, and they hold uh, eyes wide short shot parties. I, yeah. I really hope well, they do. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't it's, want. It's also the highest concentration of venereal disease, uh, I, I think, in the United States. I'm happy for them. Really. I mean, these people are going for it. You know, um, they really don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I'm happy for. I, I don't. I don't want to see old people getting freaky. But, you know, I mean, I'm really happy they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. It. it gives me hope for old age, you know. <laughs> Go out, contract a little chlamydia and drive your golf cart home. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened then? Uh, we, you were in Florida and then you started backpacking through Europe and then stumbled <laughs> upon the land. <laughs> the typical story. <laughs> Met a girl, came here. Oh, it's a girl. Work out. Uh, I mean, is it a girl? Because that's No, that's a, the standard story. Uh, standard uh, story, of course. Yes, it is. What, what's your story? Um... My story. Well, I was born in Florida, uh, then moved up to Western Virginia, not West Virginia, Western Virginia. So in Virginia, up west. Yeah. The difference is we yeah. we, we brush our teeth with a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. And, and West Virginians brush their tooth <laughs> with a teeth brush. <laughs> <laughs> also, usually one of my... One of my uh, one of my favorite insults usually i mean i when when people piss me off i usually i'm 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 quite empathetic towards people mm. who piss me off because i realize it might must be difficult growing up you know and having to call your uncle dad <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> uncle grandpa <laughs> oh <clears throat> well that's uh, that's part of my story actually uh, i i used to be in a children's show called uncle grandpa's who dilly stew it didn't really have much to do with incest, but it was just a funny name. So anyway, yeah, uh, Virginia until I was 11 and then moved back to Florida from, yeah, from 11 on. Um, and uh, then I went to college in Tallahassee and started an improv group there. Um, and then we moved to Atlanta and opened a theater with that improv group. And that theater still going on. you survived on Atlanta? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta wasn't too difficult to survive. It was in the back 90s. then. <laughs> back then, it well, yeah, I moved there in '95. The population was three and a half million. Uh, now the population is seven million. Oh wow! It's doubled. Uh, I think it's in the about highest. Fifteen years. It's the highest crime concentration in the U.S. I think no. Atlanta. No, that's what Chicago now. Oh, I think, isn't it? Oh, they're going Chicago, for it. Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta. Yeah, not Detroit, very high I crime mean. at all. It's 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 a it's, it's a very peaceful city. 
He's like, uh, I don't know what sort of people live in Atlanta, so it's it's a chocolate city. It's a chocolate city. The the chocolate chocolatest city in America, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think for that reason, there's uh, not a lot of crime there at all. Uh, they've got a black mayor, a black uh, police chief, yeah, black yeah. fire chief. Uh, um, in a place like Tallahassee, uh, I sensed all kinds of racial tensions there uh, because it's not a chocolate city at all, and and it's very obviously segregated and people are pissed off about that yeah mm-hmm. with good reason well, at least at least we're pissed off so you know that's a good sign so you, <laughs> so you opened a theater yeah so you're an accomplished theater guy or or something yeah, somewhat somewhat i mean so you said it, theater, it hasn't made me rich or famous or anything but does it uh, does it the things that you love does it make you rich yeah I'm not, well i'm enriched yes oh yeah we're enriched. I'm, <laughs> yes i'm high on life <laughs> So we started a theater there called uh, Dad's Garage, um, and it's still going there. It's a used to be a rat-infested chuckle hut, and then they bought a church for uh, two million dollars with the the biggest Kickstarter campaign for an arts organization in Kickstarter history. That's um, your theater? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, after I left, you know, like, and I went back and saw it now, and it's giant, you know, and I'm like, it's gone so far beyond me. Uh, But, you know, I'm maybe one little brick in that. Founding father. <laughs> so, going back to Prague, what exactly... Wait, wait, what? wait, wait, wait. We, oh. We're still in Atlanta. Come on. Oh. We're, we're like, Atlanta. we're still we're in Atlanta. Still, we're, with we're Uncle Grandpa's Houdili Stew. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Then you opened up a theater. What happened next? There was a... Um, fire. <laughs> there was a horrible fire. Uh, no, we we did a... We started doing main stage shows like scripted comedy musicals um, and non-musicals. Then we even did some serious stuff. But uh, when we really found our legs, it was as a comedy theater. Um, then about, what, a year or two into it. 97, um, I'm assuming. Yeah, somewhere around there. 97, we started in 95. Um, we did uh, Cannibal the Musical. It's uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone from... Uh, yeah, yeah. South Park, yeah. uh, but this was their—I think it was their college thesis uh, project, uh, and it was a musical about Alfred Packer, uh, the first instance of uh, someone being hung in America for the crime of cannibalism. Hmm. And he had taken a group out into uh, Utah. They were trying to find this pass through the Utah mountains, and they got lost in the—they uh, uh, they got lost in the mountains. Then the winter struck. Uh, Is it about the party something? The not the Donner Party, uh, oh. but it was a similar story to the Donner Party. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, like a group of uh, <clears throat> settlers, um, and they just get stuck in the mountains and end up having to eat each other. Um, and the way the story goes, he was the the last one to hold out. You know, he was the one, last one that like, I'm no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to eat another human. Um, and then finally everybody started to go crazy and he had to kill everybody and went into a frenzy of, uh, of bloodlust and eating uh, all of his friends. Uh, and then he came back into town covered in blood and, uh, um, and they locked him up and hung him for uh, cannibalism. cannibalism. Um, so the, the musical portrays him as the, as the hero uh, and that it, was, uh, it wasn't his fault. You know, it was pressed upon him. Yeah, it was surviving. Uh, yeah. He just had to survive, but he got hung anyway. <laughs> but uh, we we opened this play on the same night that the big theater in town was opening Elton John's Aida, 
um, mm-hmm. like this big. That sounds uh, so pretentious. Oh, it was. Well, <laughs> it was this big, uh, this giant pyramid on a revolving stage, and the pyramid opened up on each of the sides, and there was a set inside, and all the dancers and stuff would um, be on this giant set. Um, oh. But on opening night, uh, <clears throat> they had a technical difficulty where the uh, the pyramid didn't open, so they had to cancel the show. Uh, and it was the same night that we were debuting Cannibal the Musical. The next morning on the art section, we got like the front page of the art section. <laughs> and then Aida, Elton John's Aida was a tiny little blurb down in the bottom corner. It and that was, was when we had arrived. You know, <laughs> that was... Mark's Mark. Based on, based on Elton John's failure. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as an engineer. We rode Elton John's back to fame and glory. So the, your, your name uh, spread uh, far and beyond, I guess, after that? Um, the theater started to become known after that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cut the attention to like Mer- American Theater Magazine and stuff, and and most of the people who started the theater are doing quite well in some form in some corner of the world. Yeah, I'm oh, the only uh, one that moved to Europe out of us. Uh, how many people were there? Ten. Uh, ten, and you were the only one in Europe. How did it yeah. happen? Um, well, let's see. When my dad died in 2003. Then I moved back to Florida for a while, uh, lived with my mom for a bit. and But I had had my sights kind of set on Europe. Uh, we went to an improv festival in Amsterdam and uh, fell in love with the whole European way of doing things, and the whole vibe, riding bicycles around and stuff. Yeah, I was most interested in, in, interested in Prague, uh, and I'd never been here. I just kind of heard stuff about it and read stuff about it. Um, one day I, I realized I was looking at an old map of Europe, Like when there's Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. and I have a uh, birthmark on my hip, uh, and I looked at that birthmark on my hip, and then up at the map and back at the birthmark, and I was like, "That's that's freaking Czechoslovakia." Huh. <laughs> Trying to tell me something. Can, can we see it? Um, <laughs> sure, show me. I'll I'll show you mine if you show me yours. I don't have a birth birthmark, but uh, where is it? Yeah, there it is. Oh my God, that's that's exactly like it's, a Czech from Czech this r- angle. You have to, you have to see it from oh, the top right, down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's a check map. Yeah, I'm check sorry, that's check head. map. That's why we're I'm not here. going to show you. But <laughs> uh, for for <laughs> listeners, there is actually a check map in 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 uh, Mark's ass. Uh, yeah, check. I just pulled my pants down. Map. Yes, yes, please. Take I I showed me show me I, I show me show, I showed me I showed show me me. So it was destiny, I guess, or is it? Yes, I like to think of it as destiny. Um. Yeah. What I happened? So. so, like, and nobody can like, comes in Prague and then suddenly finds work. I mean, I'm sure. Oh you, you yeah. Oh, I had to find a job on the internet. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a little preschool in Brno. Uh-huh. I thought Brno would be close enough, but it wasn't. Um, Brno is a pretty cool place now, um, and you know, probably pretty livable for somebody who doesn't speak Czech. I mean, there's a lot of uh, yeah, it's a, IT jobs there now and yeah. stuff. But it in 2004. Um, I spent six months there and didn't meet another person that spoke English uh, hmm. un, uh, until the day I left Brno. Um, and uh, yeah, didn't like my job, didn't like the people I was working with, spent every weekend going to Prague, and then I was in a bus accident hmm. um, on the way from Prague to Brno one night. And after that bus accident, I was like, It crawled out of the back of the bus, and I was like, yeah, no more bus rides. I'm moving to Prague. 
And I did. And I've been happy as a clam ever since then. The whole you mentioning because you spent six months without any without anyone speaking English. And I can almost imagine you being on a, you know, on a deserted island. Mm. And on the last day, just, you know, as, and yeah. as, as the ship comes in and suddenly oh, yeah. something good happens, yeah, you discover. I, 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 yeah. You're a group of like four English guys like uh, coming home from the Irish pub. And I, I didn't even know there was an Irish pub there. <laughs> and they're having a conversation in English. But by that point, can I was I, like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Can I speak with you for five minutes? <laughs> I didn't Please, bother. I need you. Mark, you're a performer. Yeah. So you were in the theater and then suddenly you moved to Europe and then you started working in a school. I mean, the story doesn't... My like, idea, why? My, my long-term idea was... Uh, Eventually I, I, I'll find it. Well, I, I, do, I wanted to do music in my 20s. Oh, sorry, I wanted to do theater in my 20s, uh, music in my 30s, and then in my 40s, uh, some kind of combination of the two. And I've stuck to that. In uh, what ease are you now? Yeah, I'm, I'm well into my 40s. Uh, I'm almost out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have plans for my 50s. So. Yeah, when I first moved here, I was uh, uh, just played music. I was in like six bands at one time at one point. Six bands. Yeah. There, in the early aughts, there was a mid, you know, early mid to late aughts, uh, in the aughts, um, there was a, a lot of local bands here. Hmm. Uh There was, we used to do jams on Sunday nights back at this place called Nadoboru, um, overlooking Stromovka Park. And we'd start at like two o'clock in the afternoon and it would finish at 10 at night. Uh, just a full day of just jamming music all day long. Um, one time we did a, a, a battle of our bands, uh, a battle of our bands. Um, there were 12 musicians and 12 bands, uh, <laughs> So everybody kind of made their own band. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that was the birthplace of uh, uh, the Texas Taint Saw Massacre, uh, which was an acoustic uh, uh, Led Zeppelin cover band uh, that had all the lyrics changed to uh, something to do with Scrabble, um, <laughs> like a board blocker. Uh, the verses are all about placing V's and C's so nobody else can move. And board blocker! Board blocker! Board! Uh, You can't put any words down, and it sucks. You know, it's, it's you can make some nice blues about Scrabble, because it is kind of a yeah. I mean, if you play against somebody who's a, a real board blocker, you know, you're just putting down two and three letter words all the time, and just gumming up the works with C's and V's, and it sucks. And then they always win because you know you can't play anything, and everybody has to play something shitty. And you can't put your bingo down. I have absolutely can't no lay idea my what's going on. Down. Here. I think uh, I, I, I have this, ur this sudden urge to start learning Scrabble. <laughs> I Just feel the Scrabble I, Zeppelin. I feel, I feel there's this whole world I'm missing out on. <laughs> 15 years ago. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah, that's the important work we were into at the time. So what happened after you came to Prague? Um... Yeah, start started. I mean, uh, did you uh, like? Did you know somebody before coming here? Uh, uh no. No. Well, no. I I knew known a Scottish guy and an English guy who had a theater company. Uh, yeah, I came here and started kind of working at this theater company. Um, uh, yeah, finding jobs at schools and stuff. Uh, um, yeah, that started cool, out how like, everybody starts out as an English yeah. teacher. Yeah, that's the most common job. Yeah. I've What was the scene like 14 years ago in Prague? Is it the same? Probably not. Yeah, it was a little crustier. What um, do you mean crusty? Yeah. Crusty? Rough, rough around the edges? Yeah. Beer was a little cheaper. Everything was I'd a little cheaper. I'd say a lot cheaper. Rent was Beer. cheaper. 
it was standard that you know rent was like five thousand a month. Mm-hmm. Like if you're getting a room somewhere, it's five thousand a month. That's what two hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred and twenty bucks. <laughs> now it's yeah, at least double that. Yeah, the property values are going up here. Uh, it's one of the most more expensive places to live in Europe now. Wow, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a difficult question. Uh-oh. Oh. Why did you come to Prague? Oh. oh. I feel like Bob Dylan now. Uh, people are always trying to get me to say what they want me to say, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> I was here to talk shit. Um, um, I mean, there's, there's, when Czech people ask me that question, there's, there's only two answers that they believe, and that's beer and women. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yep. But I didn't really consider that so much. Before I moved here, uh, I just kind of found out about it uh, afterwards. Oh, fuck. It's the birthmark. Destiny. It's the birthmark, yeah. It's that's the destiny. Well, that was the Czech Republic, but... When well, there's that, and like, uh, also a little, like, just, I don't know, uh, cultural signals, I guess. Uh, like, I was really into Milan Kundera. Uh, I was really into uh, uh, Jan Schwenkmeier. Um, I worked, my first job was working at a Czech restaurant, and uh, one of the waiters there was, like, this 26-year-old guy named Eric. And uh, he would get record albums smuggled in from Prague, like of unofficial music. Uh, oh, bootlegs. Illegal, yeah, illegal bootleg music of Prosky Vibier and Plastic People of the Universe and Vladimir Mishik. And this was the same time I was getting into punk rock and stuff. So, uh, you know, nobody at school had tapes of, you know, smuggled music from the Czech Republic or from Czechoslovakia. So that made me extra cool. That, that increased my social uh, credit score in, at school. You're the popular uh, kid? Huh? You were the, you were the popular kid? <laughs> no, I hung out with the skate rats mostly. But I would, uh, I would do a lot of diplomacy between social groups at school. Um, the bridge. Yeah, I, I would get in there. I, I can appreciate that sort, of, that sort of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, very, you were very, well known. I mean, you yeah. read a lot. You were a liaison. A liaison. Um, you know, my I just wanted to say that word. <laughs> Would you call me? Um, my dad taught at the school, though, so I wasn't allowed to miss a day. Uh-huh. Uh, I had perfect attendance from seventh grade on. What What did he teach? Geography, social studies. Okay. Well, there you have it. Another hint for him moving here. Yeah, yeah. I knew where this place was. I'm going to be. That's I'm. I'm, I'm, go, I'm. I'm going to be. I'm going to be a bit of a cunt. But frankly, if you ask a lot of people, a lot of Americans, where Czechoslovakia is, where, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, or well, the Czech the Republic. I mean, this time I was. I was back and like, uh, oh, this is a, this is so and so. He's from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> I just stopped correcting them after a while. You know. Yeah, yeah. Lose. <laughs> lose, lose a little bit. They're not going to care anyway. <laughs> Nothing exists outside <laughs> of their little world. There's this, um, there's this uh, comedy. It's, a, it's called Euro Trip. Euro Trip. Yeah. And uh, the, that horror movie. No, no, no. no it's, no, it's, uh, it's four people going into a car with, uh, around Europe. Mm, right? I can't even remember. I mean, it's uh. it's it's from the same. It's in the same style of American Pie and all the other. You know that mm. that golden age of uh, of Road cheap trip, of summer, cheap comedy, summer sex comedy. Yeah, that uh, it was that period. And uh, but the thing is, I mean, they. I, I think I I've just realized they they filmed in Prague and they. I mean, it was in the two thousands at the time. Mm. And they, I mean, they were depicting Prague as this like absolutely derelict place. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and so you, you should actually, you should watch that. You'd probably be outraged. <laughs> oh, it's probably pretty accurate. 
Well, you did say it was crustier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, back in those days, you there actually was sex in the streets, you know. <laughs> you say that? I mean, that, that's not cr- that's more. not that's not crusty, you know. I mean, I I I, I, I call a, that liberation. <laughs> it's an expression of love. <laughs> so you have a lot of experience with the city, with Prague, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see it changing. You see more people coming. Yeah, a lot more malls being built. Yeah, um, there don't seem to be that many more people. I mean, Atlanta, hmm. Atlanta grew by the size of Prague <laughs> five years after I left it. Yeah, but Prague has pretty much stayed the same population. Really, it's a manageable size for a city. You, know, you can sit at the Letna beer, gar- beer garden. And pretty much see it all, you know, and, and you can walk to any of these places within about an hour. Do you go back to Atlanta? I mean, if you go back home, or do you go back to Florida? Or yeah, Florida Sorry. and Atlanta. Where, where, where is home? Where um, is home actually? It's Donellan, Florida. It's the tiny little town, hour and a half north of Orlando. No, <laughs> oh, like if you, if I have to ask you, Mark, yeah. where is your home? Is it Prague or Florida, Georgia, well, Atlanta? Um, my mom just passed away in November, um, and I, I've spent like three months back there, closing down the house, packing up all my stuff, sending it over here, and selling the house. Uh, so <laughs> officially, um, I guess Prague is home now. Um, but you know, up until recently, yeah, home was uh, Donellan, Florida. But yeah, I, when I go back, I spend time in Florida. Atlanta. Um, this past time, I went to Key West as well, which is a that was a hoot. Um, so I'm probably yeah going to go back there again at some point. So every year, do you perform with Maybe. your old buddies? Uh, this this year I'll go. Uh, my theater uh, dad's garage is having a uh, 25 year anniversary. So they're on, bringing everybody at the end in of August. Yeah, so I'll go for that. And they want to have all the uh, all the founders there, and yeah, I'd like to get the improv group over there. Um, Show them off in front of my American friends. Yeah, well, how, and it's bl- your improv go- group is uh, blood, love, and rhetoric. Yes. Yeah. When what? How how did you? I mean, were, were you the founder of this place? Um, the improv part of it. Improv. Uh, I was a founder. Uh, me, Jim, hi, and uh, Dan Brown uh-huh. uh, got together and seeded the original idea for BLR Blood, Love, and Rhetoric Improv. Um, we, the, the theater started in 2009, uh, doing interesting, uh, uh, scripted plays. Um, <coughs> but Jim was interested in branching out into improv. Um, and me and Dan had some improv experience and we started putting a group together and, uh, doing shows, tagging on to the scripted shows. Uh, and that was in 2012. Um, and yeah, that started it and we've just been uh doing improv uh since then um you, you guys are busy all the time i mean it was eight years ago i guess and you you also perform because i uh, last year i i saw you going to dubai to mm-hmm. perform so is it that part of the improv or you have another group or yeah that was you, you just look for places teaching. where you can perform yeah um well that that, that was uh in, in dubai i was working at the courthouse theater a courtyard courtyard playhouse um, and they do, they're an improv theater as well. Uh, I was mostly teaching improv there and, uh, yeah, performing at, at night 
So, I mean, you, when we started, you were considering eating your dog, so... Yeah. Well, I, think I mean, you that's still something are. that would happen in an improv scene. I mean, it, it's, it's mostly about... Um, uno. Uh, making, making poor decisions and suffering the consequences. That's uno. Uno. The number. Yeah. <laughs> Mission number one, when Doris dies, we're going to eat her yes. and suffer the consequences. Oh, God. Is there a Czech influence in your improv? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. What kind I mean, of? When, but I mean, it's it's all in. It all depends on your audience, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, if I take my improv to America, um, I'm not going to do the uh, Czech to gibberish to English scene because mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to um, make any sense over there. It's, it, it's not going to have anything to do. Uh, the audience isn't going to be able to relate to it. But over here, the audience will want to see Czech to gibberish to English. So, um, I mean, I've spent 15 years here. I know some enough Czech words to uh, uh, see some stuff that's funny about the language and uh, yeah, we, we, uh, the Czech culture. Um, so, I mean, if, if you get a, a group of Spaniards in, um, they're going to want you to do a scene in Spanish gibberish and lampoon Spanish culture because they love it. They want to get zinged. Uh -huh. you know? <laughs> we were yeah, talking with Jim and Jeff and, and we had a conversation about dark humor and black humor. Yeah, this is what we're actually uh, aiming at. Aiming oh, at, yeah. I yeah, see. because Czech humor is definitely darker than it's our... It's not going to be... Yeah, this, our humor this side of Europe and the further you go east is going to be darker and darker. We, so, we did a show with this, uh, this guy from Bamberg, uh, you know, speaking of the mayor's office, uh, we, we were connected with this group in Bamberg through the mayor of Prague One. Hmm. <clears throat> and the mayor of Bamberg had this little exchange going on. So uh, we did a show over there with these guys, and then they came over here and did a show with us. Uh, um, but yeah, the uh, one of the improvisers over there, this guy, Jacob, he's hilarious. Um, he's a, uh, I, uh, he, he started out this improv scene like uh, uh, on the edge of a bridge. He, he was going to commit suicide. Uh, and then somebody came to, uh, to talk him out of suicide. And, uh, and it was, ended up being this hilarious but also poignant scene. It was like a, uh, it could, could bring a tear to your eye. And then, uh, and then at the end, uh, you know, it just seemed like he was going to be saved. And like the, the guy talked him into uh, uh, not committing suicide. And, uh, but then he jumps off the bridge anyway. In uh, um, uh, a hilarious uh, <laughs> to be to be to be honest, conclusion. I mean, if you, if you want to, I, I was expecting you to say like you know they start talking and then at the end they both jump off the bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it, that might have been the ending as well. But I mean I remember the ending being like hilarious. I mean it started out but this darkly um, uh, funny scenario. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love using pathos. Um, uh, add, I mean, you know, the more humanity you can add into it, or the you know, it's not just. I mean, an audience doesn't want to just sit there and laugh all the time. They they also want a little darkness and a little like a, a drama or pathos, you know. Um, so yeah, so the more of that to throw in, the the better, I think. Yeah. So it does. So it does transpire into the the humor you bring back to the U.S. I guess. Uh, this, this, oh, this, the, is, what, this is what the we inherent were depression at. of Eastern <laughs> Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> I mean, in Romania, do they have dark humor over there? Is it a it's as dark as the Czech one? Let me let me let yeah. me give you let me give you an example of a communist joke. It's one of my favorite communist jokes. Mm. Um, actually. 
two examples. One of them, uh, what's uh, what's colder than cold water during winter in Romania? Ice. No, hot water. Hot the joke, yeah, because the joke being that there was no hot water nor <laughs> heat in communist times in Romania. So, yeah, so there you have it. Or here's another one: Who are Russia? Who are the Soviet Union's neighbors? Whoever he wants. Yeah, whoever the Soviet Union wants. <laughs> And at the same at the same time, the Czechs have uh, the Czechs usually joke about a humor that ju- that humor is like the humor is like the Soviet Union. It ha- it knows no borders. So this is this is a sort of you know this is a sort of humor that uh, that we what we yeah. have in this side of Europe. So, tell us a joke from your home country. No, <laughs> our jokes are not that good because we cannot y- use sex, religion, uh, so... You got no material. Yeah, there's no, no, no nothing to make joke. It's like... Uh, that yeah. was an odd thing about uh, playing in Dubai because I, I knew it was like... Uh, You know, Sharia law country, and they have certain uh, limits to what you can talk about, what, what you can joke about, and, or things that can be discussed in a public setting where men and women are present. Um, so we, we did this one scene over there where um, uh, there was this awesome uh, Indian dude named Manju. Um, and he always kind of pushed the envelope of, of, of the people over there. So I always kind of used him as a gauge of how far I could go. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> it, there, we did an improv scene. A where, dipstick. <laughs> yeah, he was my dipstick. Uh, we did an improv scene where... Uh, We were instructed by the directors to uh, who, whoever is the most unlikable character is the winner. Uh, and our suggestion was yoga studio. And Manju comes out like this uh, yoga Nazi. Uh, he's got a whip uh, and he's just yelling at everybody, ordering them around. And uh, uh, No, your greeting of the sun is all wrong. <laughs> um, And and I was the guy who shows up to the yoga class just to look at the women in yoga pants, uh, and I was sitting in the back, like, <laughs> and then he comes over to me and starts whipping me, and I love it. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and then we got we, we got we had notes after the show, and they were like, uh, um, "You guys, I, that scene, uh, I was." terrified that there was uh, a, a government representative in the audience uh, luckily there wasn't i think but we would have been shut down <laughs> i I, li- i like to It's difficult right i like to i like to think that even there if there was a government representative maybe there are some who would have appreciated i i i, I truly <laughs> this is something i truly hope is true <laughs> yeah yeah well they i mean they, they also like like what we were talking about earlier uh uh They wanted be. I, I did. I went up to do a scene in gibberish, and of course, they want the gibberish to be Arabic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I did a whole scene in Arabic gibberish, thinking like, how are they going to react to this? But they loved it. They, you know, just whatever culture you're in, they love to get zinged. And But here's Doris. If there is a cultural limitation, I feel like humor kind of get congested, which it should not. It, well, yeah, but in, in Dubai. It's hard to know what the uh, <laughs> what the line is. I uh, speaking of Reddit, because uh-huh. you know, this, this is a, this is a touchy topic for me, Dubai. And uh, right. uh, speaking of Reddit, I actually, oh, I actually Doris, yeah, is, Doris loving is loving me. <laughs> um, If you heard some strange breathing, it's just a dog. <laughs> Or me, you will never know. Um, <laughs> so I start actually started a subreddit. Uh, it's called Shit Dubai Does. <laughs> All right, hey, and I going to be shut down in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? If if that happens, I'm going to take it Don't as a say badge of honor. Don't anything negative about Dubai <laughs> while you're in Dubai. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. And I, I, I started collecting all these news about, you know, women getting arrested for holding hands and star kissing or whatever. And mm. it's, uh, yeah, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's really not a place I see the appeal to. But on the other hand, I am glad, uh, I am glad. I mean, I think with what you do, you could actually open, you know, open some eyes or, you know, or at least bring I mean, a bit, Britain bring a, bring a bit of light. I mean, it's a place with, I mean, it's Sharia law, but, um, I didn't feel my movement restricted in any way. I, I felt perfectly free. Well, yeah, you're a white man. <laughs> yeah, well, that helps, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, it is open or at least uh, tolerated. Um, I mean, of course, there's it's illegal to have alcohol or pork or anything, but there are safe zones for Westerners. Uh, because they're white, uh, where they can uh, you can go to a hotel and get a beer. Uh, of course, you're or paying. even fornicate. You could fornicate. Um, <laughs> I, I think Western, West, Westerners do fornicate there, um, <laughs> but eh, there's also you know documentaries of strange arrests because uh, uh, of fornication. I mean, I don't want to speak bad about Dubai, but... Uh, Can I go back there, right? An Australian woman uh, yeah, was, was there. You heard about this? Yeah, uh, it's, in my, it's in my Instagram. Oh, it's, it's, it's in, in the there, links yeah. I posted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, terrible things happened to her, and she ended up in jail uh, for fornication. Um, Whew. All right, let's get, get away from Dubai and into Florida. Mark. <laughs> this isn't dark humor. This is just it's, dark. Yes, it's dark. It's hot and dark. <laughs> and sandy. Oh, you want to talk about Florida again? No, no, I don't want oh. to talk about Florida. So you've been here for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there has to be some some affection towards Prague, or or do you, is yeah. it gonna be this? Was it you living in Prague and you living in Florida or Atlanta? When I leave Prague, I'd, uh, I'll, I'll make it about two or three days wherever I am uh, before I'm like, oh, I wish I was back in Prague, standing on Latensky Domesti in the corner, just wondering what my next move is gonna be. <laughs> I had a good trip this past time. I didn't really feel a lot of that this past time. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, after 15 years, it still hasn't really lost its luster. That's good. That's I still good. look out at the city and just think, God, this is a gorgeous place. Well, I like, personally, I like how it's constantly changing and growing. And even though, I mean, I have to admit, I'm not, uh, I've only been living here for two years. But I mean, looking at the, at the housing situation, it's not encouraging. Mm. But at the same, yeah. But at the same time, I have to. I mean, you know, this is what happens when a place grows. Mm. I guess so. You know, on the other hand, I do. Ex I, I mean, I am sort of looking forward to the housing market crash. But <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to come. Rents go down a little bit. Are you happy? You seem joyous. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. feel pretty good about things. I had a friend in. From out of town last night, uh, the night before, uh, Jacob Bannigan, um, and I knew him from 25 years ago, like uh, back in Atlanta. His theater at the time was Rapid Fire in Edmonton, uh, Canada, um, and they came to our very first uh, improv tournament and just blew everybody out of the water. They were uh, uh, far and away uh, the winners of the tournament, um, and ever since then, they'd come back every every year um, for our world domination theater sports competition, which was a, a, a giant risk board at the back of the stage and all teams fought for uh, land acquisition on the risk board and, until one team had conquered the entire world. Um, so 
yeah, they, uh, I, I knew this guy from uh, way back then, and now he lives in Graz, Austria. Uh, he works with the English lovers in Vienna and theater what's up with in this, Bonhof. In what, what's Graz. up with these uh, improv people? Like you are away from America. Is it like there's well, we tend ten percent of the improv people will flee or get away from this place and find improv in other places yeah. are you like those missionaries yeah i mean this is kind of the idea is just <laughs> the church of improv spreading our shit throughout the world <laughs> the church of improv do, do you have five minutes to talk about our lord and savior <laughs> <Yeah>. improv <laughs> let me tell it's, you about my yeah it, it seems my like grandchildren that. yes well, i mean we're, we're talking about Prague. we might as well talk about uh, uh pork um, yes. That's the only meat available in this country, really. And they've figured out 250 things to do with a pig that we never thought of. Yeah. It's a lot of meat products. They love it over here. They love meat so much. And pork, especially. Yes. You think of pork, Doris. Virginia. That's right. <laughs> Western. Mark, did you study theater or music? I did. Well, I studied theater. Theater. So um, you're just uh, spreading your what you what you learned around the world. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. you're a lovely musician. Uh, yeah. What do you play? Uh, guitar, uh, bass, saxophone. I sing. Oh God. Um, Mark and his magical voice, dude. You, you're. Doris, you're in everything. She's stepping on the mixer. Please. She's breathing in the microphones. Sending. You're ruining everything, Doris. Get out. We're gonna eat you. Doris, please. Yeah. She seems. In, she seems intimidating. I would not challenge her. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She wants her love here? and she's going to get it. You're going to get your love, huh? Slobby, slobby. All right. <laughs> Thank you I for agree. coming. And hope to see you guys next. Uh, my, uh, fuck. Hear you next time. Yeah. Next, my fuck. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao.